welcome to Australian Women Preach, a podcast that aims to raise women's voices in preaching the gospel. Our intention is to model the church we want to be, inclusive, diverse and welcoming. Brought to you by WATAC, Women and the Australian Church and The Grail in Australia. Dr. Monica Dutton is the Spirituality and Mission Animation Leader for the Sisters of the Good Samaritan. She has master's degrees in educational psychology and religious education and has worked as a teacher, leader and consultant in primary, secondary and tertiary education. Monica is the coordinator of the SAM program, which supports women undertaking theological study to become leaders in the Catholic Church. Hello and welcome. Today I'm reflecting on the Gospel of Luke, Chapter 3, verses 15 to 16 and 21 to 22, the baptism of the Lord. I'm speaking to you from the land of the Wongal people of the Eora Nation. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging and to all First Nations people who may be listening. Today's gospel, the baptism of the Lord, comes between the epiphany of the Lord we listened to last Sunday and the wedding feast of Cana next week. These three gospels together proclaim the revelation of Jesus to the world and mark the beginning of his public ministry. This week, we also move from the infancy narratives of the liturgical season of Christmas and transition to the season of ordinary time, during which we engage with the life and mission of the adult Jesus. Jesus' baptism by water appears in the three synoptic gospels, those of Matthew, Mark and Luke, while in John's account the emphasis is not on water but on Jesus receiving the Spirit. The baptism story offers many entry points for deeper contemplation. In my reflection today, I will focus on the themes of identity and mission. The most recent baptism I attended was that of my third grandchild, Ivy Charlotte. Ivy was three months old when she was baptised and she looked adorable in a beautiful white family christening gown that had been worn by her brother, her mother, and many of her aunts, uncles, and cousins. Her name was inscribed on a special Child of God baptismal candle from Jamboree Abbey and decorated with delicate pink and white flowers. The other thing about Ivy's baptism is that she has two godmothers, no godfather, and these two doting aunties were referred to throughout the day as her fairy godmothers. Ivy is blessed with a large family and due to the COVID restrictions in place at the time, the festivities afterwards were held on picnic tables and fold-up chairs under the trees in a local park. It was a wonderful day of family fun and celebration. Given the current Australian Catholic landscape, 
and the widespread disconnect of millennials from engagement with the rituals and celebrations of the church. I was somewhat intrigued as to why Ivy's parents, my son and his wife, had decided to have her baptised. My son's simple reply to this question was, at the end of the day, it's part of who we are. I was quite struck by the profound truth underlying the simplicity of his answer. At the end of the day, it's part of who we are. It is part of what connects us, part of belonging, part of our identity. Identity and belonging are central to the sacramentality of the rite of baptism. In reading Luke's Gospel today, we are reminded that the event of Jesus' baptism is a moment of revelation of his identity. Jesus is clearly, visibly and publicly identified as the Anointed One, the Christ, the Messiah, the beloved Son of God. The ritual immersions performed by John on the banks of the River Jordan were baptisms of repentance and of conversion. As the Son of God, Jesus was in no need of either of these. In coming to John for baptism, however, Jesus identified himself as being unified with all those John had baptised and with all of humanity. Jesus is one with those he had come to save. Similarly, our baptism identifies us as being one with God and one with God's people. Our identity is from God and of God. Through the transformative waters of baptism, we are called by our name and identified as unique individuals. We are one of God's beloved and God is well pleased. Identity is a complex phenomenon. So much of identity now is tied up with not necessarily who we are, but with moving in the right circles, where we live, where we are seen, who we are seen with, how we look. Social media, and in particular, the rise of the influences, has dictated that there is a right way to look, dress, behave and think. Individuality and uniqueness are somehow an oddity and most definitely to be avoided. Being identified as LGBTQI, as a First Nations person, as a refugee or asylum seeker, as a person of a particular religious or cultural group, or even as unvaccinated, can result in being shunned or ostracised. Difference is not an option and is often vilified. Identity theft, on the other hand, presents another perspective where a person's name and personal details are valuable currency to unscrupulous hackers. While we might be outraged by this and even fearful, perhaps it's worth considering how a person's identity or self-worth can be diminished or even destroyed by word, act or omission. When we occupy the high moral ground or feel secure in our certainty and entitlement, it can affect how others view themselves. We can thieve their identity. In the end, 
we lose sight of our baptismal call to missionary discipleship as one of God's beloved. The presence of the triune God at the baptism of the Lord signifies the start of Jesus' public ministry and simultaneously sets him on the path to Calvary. From above the waters of the Jordan, Jesus is affirmed by the words of the Father and strengthened by the Spirit. Our baptism, therefore, identifies us as being one with the Trinity and as such invites us into mission. Part of who we are, then, is being people of prophecy, people of dialogue. In the words of American theologian Father Stephen Bevins, mission is our divine invitation to join the dance. The recent General Assembly of the Fifth Plenary Council in Australia reiterated the significance of this invitation. It has encouraged us to view all our interactions with God's people and God's creation through the lens of mission, to recommit to an orientation of mission in our lives. Similarly, themes of communion, participation and mission are echoed in Pope Francis' call to the 2023 Synod in Rome. The preparatory documentation restates the significance of our baptismal call to mission, and I quote, All of God's people share a common dignity and vocation through baptism. We are all called to be active participants in the life of the church. It continues, we can never be centred on ourselves. Our mission is to witness to the love of God in the midst of the whole human family, especially with those who live on the spiritual, social, economic, political, geographical and existential peripheries of our world, unquote. The deep humility of both Jesus and John evident in today's gospel, provides a blueprint for a culture of mission. Jesus, in identifying himself as being one with humanity, and John in proclaiming his unworthiness for the task he has been assigned. Like Mary, both have said yes to God's invitation, aware that it will call more from them than they feel they have to give. Likewise, the love of God that has been gifted to us is strengthened in us through our baptism. We are reminded in Genesis of the beautiful Abrahamic notion that those who are blessed are then called to be a blessing. The gentle wisdom of these words sets our course. We are continually blessed by God through others and through the world. Sometimes, we become so preoccupied with the busyness of life, we miss the simplicity and beauty of these blessings. We also miss opportunities to respond with love and compassion. Life's blessings are usually not epochal events, Damascus or Emmaus moments. They are an incremental dawning of the beauty and wonder of people and of creation of the work of God in the world today. Senior Australian of the Year, Miriam Rose Ungamar Bauman, stresses the importance of Dadiri, 
that deep listening and silent awareness of taking the time to listen and of finding God in the smallest of the natural wonders around us. The lilies of the field are a blessing. The newborn baby is a blessing. The patient in the dementia ward is a blessing. These blessings are a whisper of grace in our lives. We need to be attuned to listening for them and responding with love so that we in turn can be a blessing for others. That is our baptismal call. That is our mission. That is part of who we are. Little Ivy is now an energetic, inquisitive toddler, fully engaged with the world and all it holds for her. The significance of her baptismal call is yet to be revealed to her. Without even realising it, she is mission. She is blessed and she is an absolute blessing to all who come her way. Ivy belongs, she is connected, she is beloved. She is part of who we are. You have been listening to Australian Women Preach, brought to you by WATAC, Women and the Australian Church and The Grail in Australia. You can find out more about WATAC at watac.net.au and The Grail at grailaustralia.org.au. The music in this podcast is from the song Truth, from the album Into Silence, by songwriter, musician, theologian and teacher Danielle Ann Lynch. You can hear the full version on Spotify. Spotify.